welcome to Episodes of Television. I'm your host, Donald. I'm wrapping up Season 6 of Still Game. Now, this was, from my understanding, the end of the original run. Um, the final episode I covered today, I believe, was supposed to be the original series finale. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, I'm covering four episodes today. If I could remember them all, I would tell them all. Uh, seconds Out. Where's the other ones? Hyper. Recipe. And One In, One Out. I'm recording this at my not usual time. So... There may be other sounds I'm not able to get out in editing. And I'm I'm also not in the same room that I normally record in. So that may also affect any uh any background noises I'm not able to take care of. I, you know, I watched these episodes uh, the day before recording, and I am so scatterbrained with different things I have going on that I am just not putting things together right offhand. So it may take me a little bit. I'll try to cut it down in editing. Um, I ask that you bear with me on this one. I mean, I've I've got work stuff I'm thinking about, which my brain never shuts off anyway. But I'm thinking about work. Um, I'm in two D and D groups. One, uh, trying to figure out where we're going in our adventure, and the other one I I'm gonna start running very soon. So that's gonna be eating up some of my time, and you know I'll be thinking about different things regarding that personal stuff in life there there's just a lot on my plate right now and it's all got me it's just got me all kinds of scatterbrained uh, I think it was on the last podcast I said that I was going to try to get ahead of the game and do as much uh, work for the podcast as I could. I've kind of fallen behind on that. I'm going to try to get where I was and trying to be ahead of the game and just try to get some episodes ready to put out. Obviously, you know, life and different things get in the way of that. I mean, I've said it multiple times, this is a hobby, this isn't, you know, how I make a living. So I'm going to attempt to get through this podcast with 
hopefully my sanity intact and not a ton of background noises. So let's jump into the second half of season six of Still Game with the episode Seconds Out. Everyone's at the pub and Bobby has to sign up because he's got a celebrity coming in and they're trying to guess who it is and he gives them hints. Um, tells them, you know, sports and the last hint was boxer. I forget what see it was sports boxer and i forget what the other one was and the guys were all guessing and no one's getting it right and in comes winston and he says jim watt how'd you know that he's outside parking his car so jim watt comes in and he is the or at one time was the lightweight world champion or lightweight world. No, it wouldn't be heavyweight. I think he was just described as lightweight world champion. And Bob asked to have a photo with him. He's like, okay, that's cool. Uh, this lady comes in and she says, Bob, I'm here for your celebrity night. And she goes, or he says, uh, oh, sorry, Hen. I left you a message. I got Jim Wad in. So she. She's kind of irritated, so she leaves. Uh, they take a photo. Jim hands out some business cards for his gym that he runs in town. And after the pub, Jack and Victor are walking down the street. And they see Isa at this new place. And this is supposed to be a new pizza shop in town. And one of the workers there says, oh, no, we're not open. We open in the morning. The next day, Winston's at the bookies, and he loses his bet on the horse race. And Stevie, like always, you know, has to taunt him and give him crap. So Winston grabs a fire extinguisher, and he's ready to go after him through that plexiglass. Winston decides not to, puts the, st the extinguisher down, and starts walking out. And this, this lady's in there, and she's putting up flyers. And... As Winston's leaving, Stevie gives him an insult, and the uh, the lady starts laughing at it. And when Winston leaves, he goes hello, and she gives him a big a big smile. We see Bobby; he's outside the pizza shop, and he decides to go in. And he sees the lady, and he says, "Bobby, what's that? I'm Bobby. I'm Stacy. Stacy is the girl from the bookies." He goes, I'm Bobby. And they get to talking, you know, would you like to order a pizza? Oh, yeah, I love pizza. I eat it like once a week. I like everything on it, except for onions, tomatoes, cheese. You don't like pizza, do you? No, not really. She goes, I don't like it either. You know, you got to watch your weight. 
goes, oh yeah, I'm, I'm big into working out. So he sees this gorgeous lady and he's already lied to her about liking pizza. And she works in a pizza shop. And he lies to her about working out. I think the only time we ever seen Bobby like do any kind of like exercise was when he was on a bike in um gosh what episode was that the dial a bus episode Stevie comes in flirts with her orders a pizza and she kind of looks at Bobby there's a man who knows what he wants we see Tom Winston Jack and Victor they're going through the the menu it looks like a little pamphlet uh what's on a Hawaiian and somebody starts singing a song about coconuts and something else. And he goes, uh, coconuts and, uh, I think it was coconuts and fish, he said. No, that that can't be right. It's got pineapple on, or somebody else said, Hawaii Five O, it's got 50 toppings. You won't be able to lift it. It's, it's got pineapple on it. They all look, they're like, pineapple on a pizza? And they, uh, the next one was margarita. Bobby, what's in a margarita? Uh, tequila and lime. A pizza that gets you pished? No, that can't be it. And it's cheese and tomato. That's all it is. I don't actually say tomato, I say tomato. I'm just saying it how they say it in the show. Bobby goes to the gym, and he sees Stacy. Uh, she's actually getting ready to leave. And as they're talking, you hear Stevie let out this big yell because he lifted this dumbbell from, you know, like a deadlift. And then he just drops it, you know, like those ass bags at the gym do. So Stevie goes up and says he's getting ready to leave and says, you want to get dinner? home she goes to get dinner with him oh and when they were looking at the menu I don't know why I have this later in my notes um Bobby puts Eric in charge of the pub and then when he gets to the gym he sees Stacy and they're talking and she goes well what about your pub and he had told her he 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 runs the pub anyway uh he says oh I left one of my minions in charge so we cut to a scene of Eric trying to maintain order and everyone's behind the bar taking whatever they want. So so then we go through the whole thing with Stevie being an ass bag and uh, asking her to dinner. Back at the pub, after Bobby returns, you know, they say, you know what? You don't have to be, you know, this guy like Stevie. You don't have to be an aspect. You don't have to... Just be funny. Funny gets the fanny. And they said, you know, just tell her some jokes. Get her to laugh, you know. And so, or, uh, Stevie and Stacy come in. And Stevie goes to the restroom and... Uh, he, he, Bobby tries to tell him this joke, and he, she's like, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear the joke, and he goes, okay. Horse comes into the bar, 
And the bartender says, what's with the face? And Winston goes, long face. What? Long face. Right. So the bartender says to the horse, long face. And just, and you see Victor go, oh, for Christ's sake. And, you know, start rubbing his forehead. And for, but for some reason, Stacy laughs at it. And this kind of gives Bobby the confidence to talk to her. So he says, so you and Stevie, huh? Out on date. Oh, this isn't a date. Because you want to go on a date with me? And she says she would. So now he goes to tell another joke. All right, two nuns in a bath. No, Bobby, no, 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 no. Jack and Victor are back at, I, I don't know whose apartment they're in. Uh, they ordered a pizza, and they're waiting for it. And when it gets delivered, it's delivered by Winston. He took a job as a delivery boy. Or, you know, delivery guy, delivery person, whatever nomenclature it is in this ever-changing world. And they're, you know, hey, maybe, you know, somebody doesn't get their pizza and it just happens to make its way up here, you know, it's got to happen all the time. And Winston's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to risk this cushy job to give you guys free pizza. They take the pizza, and I think it was Jack opens it. There's three, okay, so normally pizza comes in eight slices. There's a bunch of crust and three slices remaining. In elevators, er, Winston's on the elevator. Almost said elevators on the Winston. Winston's on the elevator, and Jack says, You Dirty, miserable, greedy, fat bastard. Bobby goes into Stevie's shop. And, you know, they're going on about Stacy. And they make a bet on when Bobby will shag her. He goes, we got dinner, we got this. So I'm betting 50 quid, I'll shag her by 1130. And they did this thing, um... It was when Stevie asked her out in the gym. She stepped away and he goes, feel the burn. So after Bobby says this about shagging her, he turn he returns to feel the burn. Jack and Victor noticed that if you order your pizza, if it's not delivered within 30 minutes, you get it free. So they order a pizza in, in, in an attempt to get it for free. Winston comes up and Isa stops him and she says, Did, did you hear Naveed's store burned to the ground? Mina left a pot on, whole place went up in flames. Uh, sorry, there was, I think, a lightning flash, and it distracted me. Uh, she says, you know, Naveed's lost his livelihood and all this. 
every time Winston tries to get around her, she stop or yeah, she stops him and she keeps going on about it. And she says, "But all it should all be back to normal tomorrow." And he looks at her and goes, "Wait a minute." It burnt to the ground. But it'll be all fine tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, They sent you to stop me, didn't they? What are they giving you? Two free slices. And he goes up and around them. And he delivers the pizza. And he goes, Oh, no, no, it's, it's not this one. It's, it's the next one. So Stacy and Bobby see each other at the gym. He's coming in. I think she's leaving. And Bobby gets on the bench and he starts, you know, he he lifts the weight up and he starts lifting it. And Stevie comes up. You weren't in my bookies to collect your money. I'm guessing you didn't shag her. And then drops the weight on Bobby's chest. And, you know, Bobby yells out in pain. And so an employee... And, wait, is it this point? I think at this point an employee looks up and they're like, okay, I got to get over there. And the two end up getting into a fight. And Jim, Jim walked from the beginning and and an employee break them up. And Jim convinces both of them. He takes them to to this boxing ring and he says, why don't you settle it in there? So they agree on the day, the time, you know, they're going to box it out. Now we have another free pizza attempt. This time, they hit all the buttons in the elevator to make Winston, who has one good leg and one fake leg, to run up all the flights of stairs to whatever floor they're on. And they're like, all right, almost there, almost there. The door comes open, there's Winston, here's your pizza, blah, 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 you know, how much it cost. He goes, you can't stop me, I'm the pizza man. Stacy goes to the pub, and she orders a drink, and she says, where is everybody? Or, no, no, no. She asks where Bobby is. Oh, him and Stevie, they're down at the gym, they're fighting over some wee lassie. Tell you what, I'd like to be there myself instead of looking after the pub. I'd like to see them two go after it, go after each other. He turns around and she is gone. Jack and Victor come in. They sit, they sit down and Tom's behind them. And they say they're going to cheer for Bobby. And then Tom asks them if they want to bet. And they say, uh, or he says, you know, Stevie's the favorite, so... They go to cheer on Bobby, but they bet on Stevie. Bobby and Stevie come in. I think Jim is going to referee it. And he says they're going to duke it out over some the rights to take out some wee lassie. Stevie says that she has great tits, and Bobby says, they'll be my tits. And Stevie's like, Jim, if you'd saw her, you'd put the gloves on too. And Bobby says, well, you don't have to wonder what she looks like, Jim. 
because I think Jim said something about seeing what she looked like. Bobby's like, there she is right there. And he goes, Stacy? Dad? So Stacy is Jim Watt's daughter. And he goes, my Stacy? And he hits them both and knocks them down. Many diversions have been set up. We see a sign being put up at this point. And Chug says, he gets on a radio and he says, make the call. So, in an attempt to get a free pizza, Winston is going around on his, you know, his little scooter thing they gave him. And he sees a sign that says diversion. So he turns and goes the way the arrow points, which I think is how uh, they do a detour in the UK. I'm not exactly sure on that. And somebody, and we see somebody drop a wood cabinet and Winston just goes straight through it. Then he hits a spike strip. But luck is on his side because here comes Joe and his buggy. Winston borrows the buggy. When he gets to the building, Jack has blocked the door with a broomstick. And he, he just kind of laughs at Winston before he runs off to the elevator. And there's Victor in the kitchen, looking at his watch. Come on, come on. Jack comes in. Yeah, I blocked the door for him. And then, in the back, you see Winston coming up on a lift. When he gets up to the room, or gets up to the floor, he breaks... The window. It hands him the pizza and demands the money. Got some quick credits. And when we come back, we see Winston is delivering your pizza to the lady from the beginning. Um, who Bobby turned away from Celebrity Night. And she, she ordered a stack of pizzas. And when she takes them in, she shuts the door. And Winston says, well, what about the money? Piss off. You were late. And that's the end of Seconds Out. This one's called Hyper. Tom comes up to the counter in Navid's with, I think it was six boxes of cornflakes. And he's haggling over, oh, these are past the sell-by date. They're not going to be as crunchy. And he says, I'll give you two quid for the lot. And Navid says, I'll take it because I'm desperate. And we come to find out that there's a new store called Hyperdales. And with all of the things they offer for the prices they offer, it's putting the local shops out of business. Jack and Victor come in and they find out about this Hyperdales. And they are pretty much a set against it. You know, they believe in buying local. You know, they've went to Navid's for years and now they gotta go across town just to get their milk. You know, they, they'd rather, you know, still support Navid. Uh, Tom's at his place and he's making toast and 
who's complaining about something is why Francis said, and it is something about the toaster. Uh, the toast is always burnt, and the toaster doesn't work right. And he goes, he picks up the toaster, and this plastic piece on the, uh, I guess it'd be a plunger, comes off. And he sets it down, a little bit of glue, be good as new. Then he grabs the plunger, and he's holding it, and he electrocutes himself. You see, like, obviously fake electricity. And he's got this, like, look on his face. At the pub, we have some Bobby's banter. Oh, look who it is. Bill and Ben. Victor looks at him and says, Two whiskeys, you flop a nobbend I'm going to slow that one down. Two whiskeys, you flop a knob end. No, he says it, it sounds like flop a nobbend it, I'm not going to lie, that's one of my favorites. I don't get the Bill and Ben reference, but I, I like the reply from Victor. And Winston's eating a pie, and Bobby offers a taste to Jack and Victor. And, like, we've we've had them. And Winston's like, no, 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 you need a mouthful. So they take a bite, and they're like, oh my god, that's that's edible. And Bobby says, you know, he bought a new toaster oven from Hyperdale's. And they said, but 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 the pies taste different, too. And he goes, they're also out of Hyperdale's. Tom comes in. He has a new toaster that he just bought. Full price, not clearance. They all said, no, you probably went for the cheap one. Uh, no. I thought, you know, you got to be good to yourself. So he bought this brand new toaster. At a higher price, then he offers to buy everybody pints, and everyone's just kind of like, "What's going on?" So this leads to the next scene where Jack and Victor decide to check out Hyperdale, and they're looking at all these. You know, you get this big steak for five dollars. Oh, they got a big pack of cookies from their bakery. Uh, and all these different things that you can buy from there. And we see Naveed. He's at the post office, and we find out that it's been shut because the post office has now moved inside of Hyperdale's. Winston is in a hand-me-down shop, kind of like a Goodwill store. When Tom brings in new clothes he, he had in his closet, he never wore them. Then he offers to take ten, uh, take Winston out for a steak lunch. He goes, there's a steakhouse around the corner. They got T-bones. Buy you a T-bone. We'll wash it down with a couple of pints. Naveed's complaining about the post office to Isa when a customer comes in. It's, it's the same customer that complained about her kid eating a, a huge chunk of chocolate, um... Too cold a candy or too hot or melted candy from uh, uh, previous episodes. When she comes in, she goes, The thing about curly whirlies is they're supposed to be one big bit. These are not one big bit. 
So Navid's like, whatever, and he just starts throwing candy at her. She's like, is he is he off his nut? And leaves. In one of the apartments, I I cannot discern Jack from Victor's, I'm not gonna lie. Um They go through their groceries. Between the two of them, they spent sixty quid. And they got a lot. And they decide they'll they need to still go to Navid for things like milk, tobacco, their Victor gets a magazine from him. Um, just stuff like that, and then the bigger things they can go to Hyperdale's for. Navid is checking out Hyperdale's. And uh, I love this part. He he sees a sign that says roast chicken for one and a half quid. One pound fifty. And he's like, how can they do this? And he grabs a chicken, walks away, puts it back, walks away, comes back, picks it up, turns around, turns it back around, puts it down, and he goes, get it up, yeah, yeah, value for money, bastards. Just yelling it in the middle of the store. And he, he walks on, and he sees Isa buying from Hyperdales. And he says, it too, Isa. Uh, we see Tom and Winston walking down the street, and Tom bought Winston a new coat, and they see Peggy, and he gives her money for her kid's birthday. Just a quick little scene with them. But we're we are seeing Tom is being oddly generous. Jack and Victor are about to sit down to some apple pie with a nice lattice crust on top. And they're just ooh and aahing over it. When Isaac comes over and she's crying, and what's wrong? Navid fired me. And said that Navid caught her shopping at Hyperdale's and then fired her on the spot. And, and then she says, and then he said something to me. A two, Isa, I never ate two of anything. And they they clarify, or Jack says, it's from Caesar. It means, uh, how did he say it? Uh, uh I, I can't remember the first thing Jack says. It was something like, it just means you're a dirty traitor. And then... Victor's like, no, 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 no. It means you stabbed him in the back. And Jack's like, I was trying to be diplomatic. He means you're a dirty Judas. And this just upsets her even more. So Jack and Victor are at the pub, and they see Winston in his new coat. He's like, Tom's buying me stuff. This is just weird. They're like, no, no, it, it cannot be Tom if he's doing that. And he goes, watch this. Orders a couple pints. And he goes, oh, I seem to have forgotten my wallet. And Tom says, I'll get those. And he looks at this other guy. Arthur, are you for another one? Another one for Arthur. So it was like, okay, now they can see this is not the Tom they're used to dealing with. 
But Jack and Victor see Navid sitting in the corner, reading a newspaper, drinking an orange juice. And they called him out, and this guy, he, he sacked Isa for shopping somewhere else. And they had said, I don't remember what, exactly what they said, but it was something about being loyal. One of them had said something about being loyal, and Naveed's like, he's real quick. Naveed puts up with no shit. He's real quick to be like, no, no, hold on a minute. She didn't get sacked for shopping somewhere else. I let her go. Sacked, let go, shite, jobby. He says, she wasn't, or he says, uh, you know, when I came here and I opened my shop, I had to deal with a lot. Graffiti, Neds, uh, you know, whatever else. But I stuck it out. And when anyone asked for a tick, I gave it to them. Basically a loan. Like a small loan. Like a 20 or something, you know. Just help them get by. He says, and when I need help, where where is the loyalty? Well, it's not with me, it's with Hyperdales. He says, Isa wasn't fired for shopping somewhere else. She's finished because I'm finished. It's finished. Meaning, she was let go because I have to shut my doors because my bloody, or my loyal customers went to this bloody new store. So now we see Jack and Victor in Hyperdales, and they are now sick of it. For any of their needs, they, they said they got to take two buses across town, do their shopping, two buses back. And we see Tom and Winston checking out fridges, and Tom is going to buy Winston an 800-pound fridge. And Winston is trying to talk him out of it. He's like, you know, I've been using you. You know, you've been miserable for years. I'm just trying to get some of that paid back. And Tom's still insisting, I'll buy you the fridge. It's okay. And he says, look, you're a miserable bastard. You had a cat. When it died, you got another cat. And you gave it the same collar and same name. He goes, Missy's a good name. Tom, the second cat was a male. They see Jack and Victor, and Winston calls them over, and they get in on the whole Tom, you're supposed to be miserable thing. And then Jack brings up the cats, and Winston's like, I told him that. They find out through overhead announcement that the store is closing. And after the announcement of the store closing, they hear a tent zip. They turn around, unzip the tent. Inside is Navid sitting with a gas can. And they're saying, hey, come on out of there. No, 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 no. Like, he's not moving. He's gonna, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise this place to the ground. He's gonna burn it all. You know, they went after him, so he's going after them. And... You know, even the talk of you could get 20 years, whatever, he doesn't care. But they are able to talk him down, and 
then the store has closed. Lights off, doors locked, shuttered, everything. So they all get out of the tent, they find the lights, turn them on, and, you know, they just kind of help themselves to things. Some drinks, you know, like beer, uh, food, and they eat on chicken and steak, and Navi drives a lawnmower through the store. Uh, Winston jumps on a trampoline. Tom tries um, his hosh chair. And when he opens his beer, it spills down when he grabs the remote to to turn it off or anything. Then he gets electrocuted again. So they have him laying on the floor and he wakes up. And they asked him what happened and they, you know, they told him. And he goes, we're, we're locked in a store with free stuff. And we now have the old Tom back and he's running around just ripping things open. Yelling, free stuff, free stuff. Now, when they go to eat the, the chicken and everything, they have Tom in this, like, small cage. Like, it's square, but it's really tall. And they throw him a bag of chicken. He rips it open and tears into it. and goes, I'm fine, I'm fine. Let me out, let me out. And Winston is trying to light a barbecue to cook steaks. He goes, hey, Navi, give me a drop of that petrol. And using the petrol, we don't actually see this, but the whole building went up in flames. And the firefighters there trying to put the fire out, and we see the guys sneak away behind them. Got some quick credits. We see Isis handing money to people, and they they go to the other side of the store, and they buy groceries from Navid's. And then Tom comes in, gets the guys to see what he just bought. A lawnmower that was burned, all the plastic on it's melted. He goes, I got it in the fire sale. And that's the end of Hyper. This one's called Recipe. This is arguably one of my least favorite episodes. So, if I breeze through this, I breeze through it. I'm... It centers around Pete the Jakey, not a big fan of his character. Um, the storyline, the A story, I'm not a fan of. The B storyline, to me, is very meh. Um, that's just me. But here we go. We see Jack and Victor coming out of a bakery, and they're eating something called a beefy bake. And as they're talking about it, Winston comes up, and he's like, or Jack says, you saw the the advert, and you had to come get one. Aye, and it was about 17 minutes ago, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when we saw the advert, and we decided we needed one. So they had all seen this advertisement for this beefy bake, and they all went to go get one. And at the pub, Francis, Tom, uh, Tom's wife, is talking to Isa about how there's no intimacy. And how Tom, being so frugal, so tight-fisted uh, with his money, it's just a turn-off for her. And back with uh, Jack, Victor, and Winston, they come up on Pete the Jake, and he's washing windshields with a bucket and a sponge. And he says, you know what? 
thought I could, you know, earn a little bit. And I could do that by washing windows. So I got me a bucket and a, and a clean sponge, some water, some soap, a little bit of lemon juice in there for a little extra sparkle. And this guy hands him a fiver. And his next car pulls up, and Pete looks inside, and there's a guy, and he just kind of, hey, you know, little smile, small wave. Pete throws the water on him, climbs in the window, and the three are pulling him out of the car. The car takes off. They take him in the pub. And he sits down at the bar with the three around him. And he has been, from my understanding, is he's off the alcohol. He's a very big alcoholic in the show. So he orders orange juice and tells them how he created the beefy bake back in the 70s. He, he took some, uh, I forget what it was, some spices, some... I think it was like strip steak or skirt steak or something. He created this thing, gave it to this guy named Tenderson. That was the guy in the car. He runs the bakery. The guy liked it. And when he's done telling his story, the three are sitting at a booth. What are you doing over there? Oh yeah, you created the beefy bake and I created the Rubik's Cube. You know, that kind of thing. So they go back to an apart one of the guy's apartments. And Pete makes them all beefy bakes. And they decide they're going to set up a meeting with Henderson and talk to him about, you know, some sort of compensation or something to help Pete out. In Naveed's store, I was asking Naveed, uh, Tom comes, uh, let me back up a second. Tom comes in and he says cash and carry day. He usually goes with Naveed. He says, yeah, pull the van around front. And Isa says, Navi, can you have a word with him? And she tells him, you know, what, what Francis told her. Uh, they're all at the, uh, I don't know if it'd be the office for the bakery or just what, but they're talking to a receptionist. What's your favorite thing to eat here? And she goes, oh, the beefy bake, and she goes in this big long story, and then she turns around and she says, to sum it up, my favorite's the beefy bake. So then they go in and they talk to this Henderson guy, and they say, we just want to know if there's any kind of compensation you can give Pete for, you know, inventing this for you. And he goes, compensation? And he offers him alcohol, and he goes, compensation and he just started raining about like how uh pete was always an alcoholic and i think he walked out on the company or something i did not retain a lot from this one and then henderson has them all escorted out winston didn't go in there to the meeting winston went to the production line to taste test beefy bakes he does. He also gets escorted out. Naveed's driving the van with Tom as passenger, and he tells Tom that he needs to tend his garden. And Naveed goes on with this analogy 
and he goes on with one about uh, like taking care of a brand new car. But Tom doesn't get it. So Navi tells him outright, your tight fistedness is turning your wife off. That's why you're not having any sex. And he goes, what? What? Where's all this coming from? Uh, your wife told Isa. Isa told me, told me to tell you. At the pub, we find out Jack and Victor got Pete a court date in nine months. They're in January. The court date's in October. In that, they would act as the lawyers because they've seen they saw Perry Mason and Matlock and all these lawyer shows. Uh, Tom and Francis come in, and Jack and Victor tell Tom about the court date. And Tom buys a drink for him and Francis and then orders two pie and beans. And she gets upset. He goes, did you want peas with yours? Did you want peas with your pie? And she said something and she was very upset and she left. And Isa says, go after her, you arsehole. So Tom goes out and talks to her and she says it's the last straw. He is just way too tight-fisted with his money to the point where they were putting their dentures in the same class to stay, to save on something called Steradent, probably some kind of like denture cleaner. Uh, she's flipping through a photo album on their couch when he comes in and he says, I can change. I can change. Just give me the chance. And he says, $24.99, got you a bottle of bubbly. And I got you Chinese with those ribs you like. And she says, we don't have to eat the crackers for breakfast. Not if you don't want to. Separate glasses for the dentures? Yeah. And she gets up, she goes, bedroom, now. Fast forward, the court date has arrived, and Jack and Victor are questioning Henderson. Uh, you know, are you wearing glasses? Let me see him. What do you, look over there. What do you see? Can't really tell without my glasses. Put the glasses on. What do you see? That's a beefy bake. And there's, you know, just different things. And it came up that... The date in question on the invention of the Beefy Bake, Henderson said that it was created on company time. Pete tells Victor that was created on a Sunday. And that, and then this information he says out loud to the judge, to the witnesses, to, to everybody in the courtroom. The date in question was a Sunday. For the, you know, since that bakery opened, there was never production on a Sunday because that's when they switched the ovens off to have them cleaned. And he made it in his home and brought it to Henderson. So at this, the judge calls a recess. They go to lunch with Isa and Winston. And Isa's on the phone and gets news that Francis just gave birth to a baby boy, 8 pounds, 6 ounces, and is now England's oldest mother at 64, and Tom is 70. Yeah, Pete gets drunk because he's about to win this court case. 
Uh, he's like, and the newborn baby. And then he's like, I got to go piss. So he goes to the bathroom, and there's Henderson in there. And he starts gloating to Henderson. So they all come back from the recess. And Henderson's lawyer announces that Pete and Henderson have come to an agreement. And Pete says, the judge asks him, are you okay with this agreement? And he goes, he says, um, I'm as happy as a gypsy's dog with two cocks or something like that. So we find out Pete is still homeless, but he has a globe with all kinds of booze hidden inside. We got some credits. And then Jack Victor wants to nice go see the newborn. And that, I don't know what it's called, the bassinet, I guess, where they keep the babies when they're first born. Uh, they put money in, into it for luck, and then Tom takes the money. Okay, here we go. This is the season six finale titled One In, One Out. Jang and Victor go to a shop and they buy a gift for the newborn. And on their way out, they see a crib for 125 quid. And they're like, that's, you know, that's crazy to pay that. And we see that Thomas built one. He painted a horrifying clown on it. And he says, well, my father built one for me. It's, it's a tradition. And Victor's like, your father was a joiner. You know, he was a carpenter, basically. Uh, the phone rings, and Tom has gotten a call to go on the Lorraine Kelly show. Jack and Victor are back at the apartment, and they talk about how Tom's not going to be able to relax with a kid running around. You know, he's 70, so when he's 86, the kid's going to be 16, and, you know, I'm going to go do what I want. And they're like, Tom's going to, no, you're not, Sonny, I'll put one on your chin, being all frail and everything. Uh, Tom does call them, and he says, I don't know whether to order a big steak and have it sent up, raid the mini bar, or go take a dip in the spa. Because everything was being paid for by the show, like the people that do the show. The next day, Bobby has opened the pub so they can watch Tom and Francis on the Lorraine Kelly show. And she's asking, you know, it's a nice looking baby if you thought of a name. He's only a week old, so we're still negotiating. Francis says she likes Crawford. Um, uh, there's a couple others, and then Augustus, because it sounds noble. And Tom says, or she says, uh, Tom, what names do you like? And he goes, Tom. You have Big Tom, Little Tom, Tom Sr., 
Tom Jr. And she says, well, I quite like the name Augustus. He goes, no, it's, it's Tom. Um, he, they say, you know, do you have anything lined up as far as sitters and all this for, you know, just, you know, whenever anything comes up and he says, well, our friend Isa, I'm sure she'd love to babysit. So Isa got a shout out on TV, but basically she's going to be used as a babysitter. And then Lorraine Kelly tells Tom about complimentary baby stuff. And he's like, what? Free stuff? So then he proceeds to give his info out, his phone number, his address. Oh, the doorbell doesn't work, so just tap on the door. On live TV, so they have to, you know, okay, we got to cut. Jang, Victor, and Winston are in the apartment. They're just kind of sitting around. We don't, like, that's all we see. It's just a split second of them sitting. And Tom and Francis come in. Uh, he got them all, like, coffee mugs that were used. And he says they're going to a meeting. Isa's not in. And they ask ask if they can watch him. And then Jack and Victor agree, and then Winston leaves. You see, Tom and Francis are in the meeting. They're being offered all kinds of free stuff. Bibs, booties, whatever. And then Tom says, let's get, well, let's get down to business. You offer a bunch of free stuff, you know, the bibs and all that. That's nice. But I want money. I want cash. I'm a miserable bastard. So they agree on a deal. One pence a jar for baby food, if they're in this advertisement. How many jars do you sell per year? It was a five-year deal. At one pence a jar... Twelve. They sell 12 million jars a year. Back at the apartment, the baby's crying, driving Jack and Victor nuts. They can't get him to calm down. And finally, Victor goes across the hallway, knocks on Isa's door, tells her to get out. And she goes, oh, Victor, what's going on? He goes, you know bloody well what's going on. Give us a hand with this baby. It's pulling the, it's pulling the whole building down. So she's kind of irritated. She goes over there. Uh, when Victor went to do that, Jack went into the, Jack, Jack went in the kitchen. He says, I'll, I'll try to make it up a bottle. So he goes in the kitchen. Uh, when Victor and Isa come in, Isa very, she just barely touches the baby and it stops crying. Like, are you kidding me? Um, Victor's like, Jack, you gotta come see this. Jack? So he goes in the kitchen and Jack's laying there on the kitchen floor. Victor's sitting at the hospital waiting to find out, you know, you know what happened. And they wheel Jack out. And Jack apologizes for scaring Victor and goes, you have nothing to be sorry about. And they come to find out that he just blacked out. And he had to stay in the hospital for some tests to find out what happened. And they're sitting in the hospital room. 
and Victor says he's going to make up a bag for Jack, some jammies, some juice, some jelly babies. And he goes, it'll wait till morning. No, I got to do it now. Uh, you know, he said, you know, they've only got each other. You know, Victor's son, who we saw all of one time, lives in South Africa and doesn't really care about Victor. Uh, Fiona lives in Canada with her family. So it's just this group of friends in Scotland taking care of each other. So when Victor was leaving the hospital, he fell, hurt his wrist, and he wakes up in the bed next to Jack. At the pub, Winston blames himself for what happened to Jack. Isa blames herself. Uh, Winston said, I shouldn't have left. Isa says she should have went over there. Or she should have just babysat. And Tom's sitting there wondering if he could have got more money on his baby food deal. And Tom, Isa, and Winston go visit Jack and Victor. And they talk. Winston's like, oh, look at you. You had to hurt yourself because you couldn't be away from Jack. So you got to be laid up in a bed next to him. And they talk. Uh, Victor asked Tom about the deal he had with the baby food and everything. They're notified. I think I think it was in a PA announcement. Uh, visiting time was over, or maybe it was like like a chime or something. And Winston says, "Here, this will help keep you warm at night." And this nurse turns around and says, "We got blankets for that. Put that back in your, put that back in your coat." He's gonna hand them booze. Oops, busted. And Isa says, "Can I give them a couple rolls?" Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the doctor comes in with the diagnoses, and Victor says, "You can whatever you have to say to me, you can say in front of Jack." He says, "Mr. McDade, we have diagnosed you as a clumsy bugger." So he says, "Your heart's fine. You're okay. Check out the nurse, and you can leave." And then he goes to talk to Jack, and he pulls the curtain. We come to find out that Jack needs a bypass. And Jack's talking to Victor. And Victor's like, you know, this is like those Yankees, they throw you a curveball. You gotta, you know, got through you a curveball. You gotta knock it out of the park. And he says, where do you hear this rubbish? And he goes, oh, those movies they show in the afternoon. And Jack says he has a theory. You know, when a baby's born, an old person has got to kick the bucket. You have one life coming in, you have to have one life going out. It, it's a sense of balance in the world. And Victor doesn't buy that at all. In the middle of the night, Jack phones Fiona, tells her what's going on, and he tells her, stay at home. Don't come out here. I'm being taken care of. And in this next scene is Tom is one of my 
least favorite characters. But this is my favorite Tom moment. Everybody's at the Klansman except for Victor and obviously Jack. But they're all at the Klansman. Or they're all at the pub. Technically it's called Jenny's from uh, season four episode, but everyone still calls it the Klansman. It's whatever. Uh, Tom asks everybody what they want to drink. Winston wants a whiskey. Isaac wants her sherry. Um, Eric wanted a lager. And Tom pulls out money. And he goes to hand it to Bobby. Bobby says, put it away. Tom says no. With how Tom has been the entire series, miserable, getting out of paying for drinks, you know, putting the cost on everybody else, it was like, yeah, we did have, you know, an hyper Tom being very generous, but this is different. Uh, through the episode, and I never really said this, or I actually noticed that the last. The last pub scene. You know, Isa and Winston, they laid into him. They're like, no, you're miserable. You only care about yourself. And because of that, you know, Jack's in the hospital. So it was, it was refreshing to see Tom, you know, kind of buckle down and be like, you know what? This is the very least I can do. At the hospital, Fiona comes in. She sees Victor. He says, Jack tells you not to come. She says, when did I ever listen to him? And then Jack's wheeled out on his... Uh, I don't know if you... If, if, like when people go into surgery, if they're wheeled out on a hospital bed or if that's got a particular name. But she sees Jack. They talk to the doctor. He says, it's fairly routine. We're going to do our best, but we have to get in there right now. It's getting there right now. In the very next scene, Jack flatlines on the operating table. And I don't know how you would describe this scene. I'll, I'll say a dreamlike sequence. We see Jack going up this big stairway. I called it the stairway to heaven in my notes. And at the top of the stairs, he sees his late wife. She looks young. I think she's in her wedding dress. And she's just waiting for him. As he's approaching her, Victor steps in the way. What the hell are you doing? It's, it's time, Victor. No, it's not. Go down there. Then you just hear, Jack. Out of my way, Victor. No. Get down these stairs. Jack! And Victor turns around. Back off, you spooky bitch. I absolutely love that. Back off, you spooky bitch. So Victor turns around, walks him down the stairs. And then Jack wakes up. 
Fiona and Victor are right by his side, and he tells him what he saw. I was up there. Where? He points up. You know, up there. And he tells Fiona, I saw your mother. She she looked so beautiful the day I married her. And he says, he looks at Victor and says, you called her a spooky bitch. Well, I called her Mrs. a spooky bitch. That never happened. Yeah, dude, it was up there. You got your tits on morphine, Jack. And we got some quick credits. And when we come back, Tom and Francis are filming a commercial. And after they finish their shoot, uh, they, uh, I don't know, I don't remember if it was the guy who runs the company. I think it was, like the guy who did the the deal with them. Probably doesn't run the company. He's, but yeah, whatever. Uh, he gets news. They're like, you know, he gets this call. Hey, you, you gotta go to the pa- get in the paper, look at this page. So he does. And in there is news that England has a new oldest mother, a 65-year-old woman who had twins. So Tom realizes this deal is now null and void. And he says, I'll do it for half a pence a jar. And the crew packs up and leaves. And that is the end of One In, One Out. That is the end of season six, and that is the end of the original run of Still Game. So going forward, we have three more seasons, and I'm going to, as I did with this season, cover one half, and then the other. Um... And that will get us to the end of Still Game in doing it on this still monthly basis. That that will put put this uh, series. We'll we'll finish it up in about six months, unless I can get things out sooner. I don't know how feasible that is. I will have to kind of give some info. Uh, not really like super detailed, just kind of a like a, hey, you remember this thing kind of deal uh, going into season seven. I'm actually looking forward to doing those episodes. Um, and I hate that the closer we get to the series finale the more I'm like I don't want to get there like yeah I want to be done with still game and get onto a new series but the finale for still game gets me don't get me wrong I think they did it right but that doesn't mean I want to cover it either um That's going to do it for this podcast. And it's weird. Netflix has the episode titles for season seven, but season eight and season nine, they're like episode one, episode two. So I've got to look those up on um, IMDb.
So I'm just bringing that up. Um, I don't really have anything else to say, so thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends, uh, spreading word about the podcast. I know I'm not as frequent as a lot of other podcasts, um, and this can get kind of boring just listening to me droll on, but no one wanted to co-host with me, so is what it is. So remember, you can find the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And remember, I'll be covering the episodes Gadgets, The Undrinkables, and Job on the next episodes of television. And a quick note before I close this out. Some background noises I was not able to get out. My voice is getting scratchy and going out. So I thank you for bearing with me on this recording and listening through to the very end. All right, I'm out.